now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. There we go. Hey, people. Hello, people. Hopefully you can hear that. All right, welcome everybody to uh, today's edition of Bible News Radio. I am glad that you're here with us today because what we're going to do is we are going to share with you. I'm going to share with you <laughs> how not to do that. Anyway, we're going to share with you our interview that we did earlier today with Dr. Jerry Newcomb from Coral Ridge Ministries. Uh, he is an author, a TV producer, a TV personality, a radio talk show host, podcaster. And his latest book is called American Amnesia. And if you happen to be on my text message list, we're doing a giveaway right now for that book, um, which you have till tomorrow. You can enter to get in. And here's the other thing. Uh, if you want to buy it at our website, you can get it at BibleNewsRadio.com. For a $30 donation, you can get the book American Amnesia. There it is, people. No, it isn't. No, it is people. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so that's what we're going to do, <laughs> and we're going to talk a little bit, so uh, I hope you, uh, um, you know, have a time to spend with us, totally appreciate it, and uh, of course, Bareface is back with me today, uh, uh, he can give you a personal update, let you know how he's yeah. doing in a minute, um, so there we go, we're going to, I'm going to go ahead and share this out over on Facebook as well. Let's see here. And just as a special show note, we will not be broadcasting on Thursday or Friday this week. Because we will be prepping for my father-in-law's uh, memorial service and going to that. <clears throat> Also, let me remind you that uh, if you don't know, our sponsor is Ariel Ministries, and uh, anytime you feel like you want to support our show, make sure you go make sure you go to a r i e l dot org, Ariel dot org. You can save twenty percent when you use that coupon coupon code Bible News, which is extremely important. Here is Ariel. The, um, Which is extremely important to, uh, um, you know, what we do here at the show. So, there you go, people. All right. All right. So, there we go. I'm going to go ahead. I'm still going to share this out over on Facebook. I haven't done that yet. I was trying to uh, to do this. And uh, the problem is is that when I, when I do this, you hear extra audio because I have to mute Facebook and then it always unmutes itself. And then I have to mute it again. It's kind of a pain in the butt, actually. <clears throat> but that is okay. I will say hi to a couple of you in a minute after I share this out. Let's see. Let's see here. 
I see Melanie is over on Facebook for a minute anyway. Usually she comes into Periscope. All right, so there we go. And I see Dr. John over on Periscope and Gina. And also uh, Natasha, Jonathan. You're, you're on review. Oh, good. And of course, we're not going to be here. <laughs> That's a bummer. Pastor Garrett is here as well. Jordan and Jonathan are here. Thank you guys for coming in. Really appreciate it a lot. All right. Go ahead and do that there. Okay. All right. So everybody, you know, hello, we're, we're back for a day. Maybe tomorrow we'll be back here as well. I believe we are. Um, so thank you for coming in. Obviously, the first thing I want to do is say thank you again for all of your uh, prayers and your support in the last couple of weeks. It's been a couple of weeks, man. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, my my eyes are, I think, not as puffy as they have been, which is kind of nice. Um, but hey, you know what? This is what the the community of, of love and believers is, is about that, you know, when when one person needs love and comfort, you know, you guys typically come around and encourage us. And I think yesterday I had well over a hundred uh, condolence messages on my wall, which was a little bit overwhelming, to be honest, but, um, you know, but very well appreciated. And so if you didn't see my, my mass, thank you for everybody. I just want to say thank you again uh, for supporting us and, you know, Randall. So Randall, it's probably going to come on here momentarily. And would you like to share your heart for a few minutes before we, we share the interview I did with Jerry this morning? <clears throat> uh, share my heart. I don't know. Um, this is one of those, you know, seasons of life. Uh, most folks, if they live <laughs> uh, a few decades, well, even if not, you know, um, will lose their parents at some point in their lifetime. I'd say most people will. And um, and this makes, you know, you know I lost my mother, um, whatever, 28 years ago, something like that. And then, and then my father, uh, just yesterday morning, and... Anyway, so it's one of those passages of life, I guess. Um, I never really thought about it, you know. I guess when I thought about it in the past, I figured it'd be when I was in my 70s or something like that, or mid-60s, And but um, close enough, I guess. <laughs> Mid-50s. Um, I'm, I'm happy uh, for my dad. You know, he had a lot of, they had several health issues and uh, dealt with back pain and neck pain and other kinds of pain and and so now he's out of pain and um, I don't mourn as those who have no hope I do mourn a little bit because you know because he's gone you know um, I don't know. I'd, like I say, I never really thought about my parents dying or had any visions of it, but, you know, I think maybe my dad would have liked to stick around a little longer, maybe, to, I don't know. I don't know if there's closure or non-closure or what, 
You know, there wasn't any kind of official, you know, goodbye per se. You know, his his health just took a, a, a turn for the worse suddenly. And, and so, anyway, I, mean, I did have a chance to tell him I loved him while I was still responsive and gave him a hug and he did his best to hug me back when he was in the hospital and so it's just kind of like a sense of a new chapter okay it's like that's closed and, and it's a different phase of life now mm-hmm. and yeah it's still kind of close to really know what to make of it or analyze it much I hear you. I hear you. I I am. I hear you. So very sorry to hear of your losing your father. Says Tr. Fine guy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. It is weird. I'm more emotional than I thought I would be. Mm-hmm. But it could also have to do with the fact that two other friends of mine died mm-hmm. in the last eleven days. So, yeah, very interesting life and death, isn't it? Mm-hmm kind of sucks death sucks life life rocks <sighs> death sucks <laughs> uh, i posted over the weekend at, tears you know, and laughter mingle join pain dance side by side you know what you should play that song yeah yeah you should find it and play it because this is a michelle wagner song randall uh, keeps quoting it um it's a great song actually it it's called change right right yeah yeah that's good yeah we can do that if you want um so here is um I, while randall's trying to find that let me let me um, share with you something surprising that actually that I discovered. And if you guys haven't read my Facebook, then you don't know this yet. But um, completely off topic. <laughs> but whatever. It's my show. I can do whatever I want, right? Um, so, uh, yeah, loss does suck. Actually, it does. It does. <laughs> Down with loss. Oh my gosh. It's 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 the worst. Um but you guys know that I am a Legal Shield member and hey, we actually we have a we have a story to share, maybe. Um but I'm also a, you know, Ladies of Justice Legal Shield um seller, as you guys know. And you guys know, like way back, I think it was November, I was like, Hey, I wanna win a trip to Cabo, right? Me and Bareface haven't been on a vacation in like twelve years or something. Um you know, just the actual vacation. So I was trying really hard in the beginning to win this trip to Cabo. And because I didn't sell anything in November and December, I was completely disqualified. I was not in the running at all, completely whatever. Well, this month in February, which is 19 days. And by the way, today is Randall's dad's birthday too. I might, might add very interesting that, <clears throat> you know, today's his dad's birthday. He would have been 82, right? Right. One one day short, uh, but um, but anyway. So this morning though, I was looking at my uh, uh, sheets for for um, Legal Shield for the trip, and I'm in it. I'm actually in it. I'm on. I I am in the top three hundred, and I don't I don't think you guys know what a big deal that really is. I mean seriously, because I I don't have any local help really. 
Uh, I have one guy I talk to occasionally, but I've never been to a local meeting. I, I am the only person producing anything in my downline at the moment. They're working on it, but, um, but here's the thing. Uh, I am 292 of 300. In order to win the Cabo trip, I have to be 249 or above, okay? And this is based on money that's, that's earned, right? So basically sales. Uh, God has completely blew me away this month, though. I mean, completely. <laughs> I've had death, a sale, a death, another sale, a sale, a death. <laughs> so it's time for a sale. <laughs> that's so weird. But, um, but anyway, so here's the deal. Look, you guys, I'm this close to actually earning this trip to Cabo. Who would have thought, man? Not me in a million years. <laughs> oh, me of little faith. Just saying. So here's the thing. If you have been on the fence about getting a Legal Shield membership or uh, identity theft protection uh, membership, now would be the serious time to do it. Uh, because if you wait till next month, it's not going to count towards this trip because the qualification period for this ends the 28th. So it actually has to be in before the 28th of this month, which gives us what about 10 days, give or take actually nine days. So I just throw this out there because I know some of you have said, Hey, yeah, I'm kind of interested in blah, 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 blah. And, um, so I'm just throwing it out there. If you want to even, you know, uh, get a membership and stuff, then contact me and let me know, okay? Because I can sign you up this month and maybe we could just squeak on in there to Cabo, which would be too, it would be totally cool. I mean, if that happened, I would be, I would be like, I would be shocked actually. <laughs> I'd be like, that is funny. I would, but I'm only about $160 uh, away from sales memberships, which really means I need to sell, I think, let's see, I think on the low end, it would have to be four actual memberships, full memberships, <clears throat> which is a tall order from one person, actually, to be honest. But hey, you know, you never know if God wants us to do it. Maybe some of you out there will go, hey, yeah, I've been waiting and I'm going to put, I'm no longer putting it off. So I just thought I'd share that. Okay, you ready? You got the song yet? No. No? No, it's it's not even listed on her website. Really? She's got a list of music, a collection, which has like the first two albums on it. Okay. Pretty much all songs but that one. Really? Yeah, not on YouTube. So I, I don't know. If I have some, it. I don't know if there's some sort of, oh, wait, that's you know, place. copyright issue with it. Maybe a, a co-writer and doesn't have permission i don't know that's weird okay yeah i know it's in my itunes but which i don't have access to oh uh, wait a minute here. hold on i have itunes let's huh. see i have it let me look i'm looking through it right now it's called change right right perfect timing safe place ah here it is got it nailed it <laughs> all right you guys want to hear the song this is a good song this is this used to be one of my favorite songs I, I mean, it's still one of my favorite songs, but I mean, years ago, I would play this song forever, like all the time. All right, so let's play it. This is called Change, and it's by Michelle Wagner. Listen to the words. It's very poignant. Uh, I might have to turn up the volume. I was hoping to find the lyrics online oh. to display them, but I can't even find that. 
Does sound right? Yep. Yep. Hopefully Facebook won't hate us. This is off from, it's a 1994 CD called Safe Place. You can tell it's an older recording.
So Michelle Wagner, um, you know, she has a very interesting uh, story, actually. Her, uh, her background, she, she actually could have been, and I actually got an opportunity to tell her this, actually. She, I think she's so talented that um, her lyrics to her songs, I thought that she could have made um, the level of Amy Grant, you know, yeah. when, when she was uh, in her heyday in the early 90s. But what I really appreciate about her is that her, um, her lyrics tell stories that, that really reach into homes that are dysfunctional. You know, she had a, I believe her, she had a family member that was an alcoholic and, um, she went through recovery and she was, uh, trying to deal with, with that. And, um, at one point I think she was praying for a loved one that wasn't saved and, um, just very very gracious lady, you know, I thought anyway. So anyway, yeah. Well, another one of her favorites, my favorite songs of hers is the reality is you. It's a good song too. Is it her? Um, trying to think. I know at your age, it's hard. Yeah, I know. Maybe it was her. Yeah, it is. Some we know that was, in the CCM scene. Yeah, it was her. Well, no, no. But, the yeah, that that he worked with? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it was her. Of, yeah, okay. Yeah. I know who you're thinking of. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> that man that shall mm-hmm. remain nameless. Yeah. Because even right now, I can't remember his name, but I know who he is. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, okay, so I don't have it with me. You don't. No, I don't. I don't know what happened to it. What don't you have? American amnesia. <laughs> the irony of it all. <laughs> so, is there a... Hi, Bob. Hey, Bob's back. That's good. Do you want me to uh, throw up an image of it on the screen? Sure. Uh, unless you have anything else to share. Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, or should we Should we do our pillar of the community thing and all that? Or no? Well, if, if you're so inclined, wow, it's 24 after the hour already. I know. Time flies when you're with your bestie. That's that would true. be me. Mm-hmm. Me. But, right? Right. Okay. But. All right. So BibleNewsRadio.com is brought to you in part by Ariel Ministries, which we also mentioned already. But we can mention it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and uh, Bob is Team Randall, which means he's got good taste because so uh-huh. am I. Um uh-huh. Anyway, you can also go over, uh, you can use the coupon code Bible News, which we really appreciate you doing. Go to BibleNewsRadio.com, look at our resources page there, and you can click on that. American Am- Amnesia is actually there on the page that you can get that. Uh, Dr. Jerry Newcomb is a great man. He's got such a great radio voice, too. Anyway, so we're going to be talking a little bit about that book. Um, and there's a number of other stuff out there that you can also look at if you'd like. If you want to donate to the show, feel free. <laughs> go, please do go to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. And those of you who already donate, thank you so much for doing that. We really appreciate it. Um, yeah, we're, we're blessed. <laughs> we really are. And I already mentioned Legal Shield. If you want to join that, just get in touch with me and let me know. 
Um, okay, so earlier today we had I had an interview with Dr. Jerry Newcomb because I made a promise to myself and him that I wouldn't wait another six years to have him on again. And I get his weekly column. Um, and this week, uh, actually, I guess it was it was it earlier this week or late last week. I don't remember. Anyway, he had a column titled uh, "Got to find it." You would think I'd know, right, people? But I literally well, just got home from my dad's. I could tell you. If you... Yeah, here it is. What what robot did you? Wait, 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 wait Ooh. for it. Wait for it. It's coming. It's loading. For what robot did Jesus die? That's go. that's the title of it. It was published two days ago. So, um, and it's a really good article. Uh, I will tweet it out on Bible News Radio. I think I put it already on Facebook, my pa- Facebook page there. But um, Jerry talks about that as well as a little bit about the history of America and George Washington. So uh, I had an opportunity to talk to him this morning for about, I think it's 27 minutes technically. Um, but let me just tell you a little bit about Jerry before we play the interview, because I didn't give him a, um, thing. The quick bio of his is that he is a, a on-air host and senior producer for D. James Kennedy Ministries. He's written or co-written 31 books, uh, example, The Unstoppable Jesus Christ, uh, American Amnesia, Is America Paying the Price for Forgetting God, which right now I'm doing a giveaway at on my text message list. By the way, you can text the term Bible news to three, three, two, 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 and get on that list. Uh, the, another book called what if Jesus had never been born and the best-selling book, George Washington, sacred fire with Peter Lilback, another friend of mine. Um, you can follow Jerry at Jerry and that's J E R R Y N E W C O M B E.com. Okay. And his Twitter is Newcomb Jerry. <laughs> I'm really having a hard time not going N-U-K-E-M, Jerry. (laughs) That's not how you spell his last name, just so you know. Anyway, so we talked a little bit about this this article, which is very interesting. And the whole idea, you guys have seen Joel Calm and his little robot dog named Skippy. And also you've heard us talk about in the past um, about um, the sex bots and how people, you know, are have these brothels now where you can have so-called intimacy with a robot, you know, um, it's, it's really completely degrading to the human person. Okay. Anyway. And, uh, so anyway, this article is interesting. So he joined me this morning to talk about it. So we're going to play that for you. Sorry. It's just the graphic of me and, you know, of him and, and all that, but there you go. (laughs) So whenever Bearface wants to play it, go for it. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, we will. Uh, welcome back, Jerry, to the show. I'm so glad, I'm so glad that you're here. here. Um, um, a lot, a lot sooner, sooner than, than, than seven, seven years, years waiting. waiting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good to be with you again. Yes. Yeah. So, hey, when you were here last time, we talked about your book, your new book, American Amnesia, a little bit. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that first before we talk about your latest column, which I find very interesting. 
Sure. Well, American Amnesia is is actually a compendium of more than 100 columns that I put together, and they follow a, an overall theme. Part one deals with our Christian roots as a nation and why it matters. And then part two is uh, what we can do as citizens of goodwill and especially active Christians to try and you know be faithful and salt and light in our culture. And then the third part deals with the whole misunderstanding of church and state and the kind of militant secularism that we're dealing with today, where uh, some people misconstrue what the founding fathers intended for America. And they're trying to drive God out of all the public arena. And, you know, it it would not make sense if you looked at what George Washington did, for example, on the day in which he was inaugurated. So our first president, uh, can I have have a minute to develop this point? If that's right. Okay. Our first president setting, knowing that he would always be setting the precedent for all that was to come. Uh, Okay. Here he was in New York City at the time that was our capital, April 30, A.D. 1789. He gets sworn in on the Holy Bible, as was the custom of the day. He uh, said the word, so help me God, as was the custom of the day and still is, you know, for the oaths. He leans over and he kissed the Holy Bible. And uh, then he gave his uh, inaugural address, his first inaugural address, which mentions God several times and says that, frankly, we should be so grateful to the, you know, to the Lord for the ability to make this country uh, in to make our own government peaceably. And uh, there's a really wonderful thing. Then he led all the key people from the government, his vice president, the cabinet, the family members, the House uh, of Representatives members, the Senate members, the Supreme Court members, including John Jay, the Chief Justice. They all go over nearby to St. Paul's Chapel. It, the building's still standing. I, and I was there just last week. I didn't go inside it, but I was on, on the outside uh, near Broadway. And uh, near, it's, I'm sorry, it's near Wall Street is the better way to say it. It's Wall Street. And anyway, they had a two-hour Christian worship service uh, where basically they dedicated the land, the country to the Lord. They even had uh, communion. The Last Supper, I mean, the, the Lord's Supper, rather, and and uh, Washington partook of the elements, according to eyewitnesses that were there. And so this is a really beautiful thing. But I bring all this up because it's, you know, today when you hear about, you know, oh, separation of church and state, separation of church and state, some people think that what the founders intended was this kind of, uh, you know, anti-God crusade that we're seeing. There's a cross, for example. A memorial cross made by the mothers who lost their sons in World War One, and they did this in Bladensburg, Maryland. Well, the Humanist Association is trying to tear down that cross because it's in a public place where it's seen in the public uh, by the highway. By the way, when it was initially erected, that cross was on land owned by the American Legion. But when they made a highway, uh, the government through eminent domain was able to legally get that land. And so now all of a sudden, 
you've got this cross and it, yes, it's on public land, but it wasn't always public land. It just happened to be that's where they, they put the highway. And these humanists are suing to get the cross torn down. And thankfully, the, the uh, Supreme Court is at least willing to hear this case, should this cross remain or should it not. And uh, it's just another example of this this ongoing anti-Christian crusade that we find in our culture in a country that was built by Christians for Christian purposes, for freedom for all, which they extended to all. And now that freedom is being denied. Christians, the very one who made this country in the first place. Yeah, that's what American amnesia is all about. I mean, it's a, all these kind of specific things, uh, you know, the Bladensburg Cross is in there, the George Washington, the inauguration, all that stuff is is in the book, American amnesia. Yeah, and I want I'm I'm grateful that you shared that because you know I really strive to educate our audience with the truth of what our history is, not revisionist history. Um, and uh, last time you were on, just a couple of weeks ago. I got so much great feedback about you that oh. I, was like, I gotta have you back a lot. <laughs> Just, uh, well, your, you know where to find me. <laughs> yeah, your, your weekly columns are really, really great, and I, I love the fact that you send them to me. And uh, so your la- your latest one, for what robot did Jesus die? It really caught my attention, um, and I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that because um, because you know I followed the. Uh, you know, and artificial intelligence and also transhumanism a little bit, um, and how people are looking at that. And, uh, you know, it sounds nuts to people that, that there's an interaction between humanity and robots these days. But I mean, is it really crazy? You know, <laughs> well, there, there are some claims that I hold in the column are, uh, exaggerated claims, but claims along the lines of that uh, artificial intelligence will um, exceed humans. You know that they'll you know make us extinct one day. That supposedly artificial intelligence will even replace God. And then there's even articles about people falling in love with robots and robots with people is just a matter of time. And I felt that these claims are just way too exaggerated. And I, I marshal as a, as an expert, a man that has been studying artificial intelligence for years and he's a professor at Baylor and uh, his name is Dr. Robert Marks. And he was one of the key people that I quote in the article and uh, if you saw the movie, maybe you're familiar with Ben Stein's movie called Expelled. Yes. Do you remember that? Okay. Well, he was actually in that movie. Okay. He was he was the Baylor professor that had some problems and so forth. But let me go ahead and and quote him uh, from from you know because I actually asked him for directly for a quote about this. He said those proclaiming that exclusive truth lives totally in naturalism. Okay, in other words, let me start. stop right there. Those who only have an evolutionary worldview and they don't, you know, view this world as something God created and to him we'll give an account and so forth. Okay, so those who only think naturalism is the truth are constrained to a sadly narrow view of the world. In their constrained silo, love and romance must have a materialistic explanation. Uh, let me stop from his quote for a moment and just add, I remember one time there was one um, 
uh, behavioral psychologist that was saying, what is love? It's basically when the bile is secreted, you know, in, in the body. In other words, it's a bodily function or something like that. This was a materialistic explanation as opposed to the creator has created such a thing as love and, and so forth and romance and feelings and so forth. All right. Continuing with Dr. Marx, but computers, including AI, meaning artificial intelligence, are limited. They are all constrained to follow programmed instructions called algorithms. Things non-algorithmic are not computable. Human creativity, sentience, consciousness, and qualia are not computable. Can anyone write code to explain it to a computer? Your true sensory experience of enjoying hot, buttered, sweet corn. Sex with a human appearing robot can be simulated. By the way, let me just stop right there. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, there's already sex robot brothels. There's yeah. even a couple of them. I mentioned that actually in an earlier version of this column and um, it, it, it got cut by the powers that be, which is fine. But, uh, you know, the fact that it exists is, is just crazy. Anyway, continue with Dr. Marks. But love and romance are not computable. Those married to the love of their lives for 40 years, like me, know this. End quote from Dr. Robert J. Marks mm. of, uh, of Baylor. By the way, my, I, I can also say by the grace of God, I've also been married almost 40 years. It'll be 39 this coming June. But uh, this is, I think he, he makes a good point. And so that's in reference to the claim that sex robots are being used uh, for pleasure, but also emotionally fulfilling relationships with machines is closer than you think. Romance with machines is a foregone conclusion, wrote one guy that I was responding to. Uh, he wrote an article called Robot Love. Right. And, uh, so anyway, so that's, that's the first main claim that, uh, you know, there's robot love. But another main claim is that supposedly artificial intelligence you know, could spell the end of humanity or something like that. That's a, ridiculous. Stephen Hawking, brilliant man, but the late Steve Hawking, he said about AI, quote, the development of full artificial intelligence could spell the end of the human race. But Marx responded, I think that's just hyperbole. And I think the people who say those sort of things need to go back to the fundamentals and understand what computers can't do and can do. And if I may quote Marx at length again, he says, a computer will never be creative. It will never have consciousness. It will never have understanding. It only does what you tell it to do. They will never have a soul. They will never have an understanding of what they do. They will never have a consciousness. Computers can only do something which is algorithmic, a fancy word for recipe. You have to give a computer step-by-step -step instructions on doing something just like a recipe. Yeah, I I love it. I love this. And by the way, everybody, if you if you uh, don't know, uh, Dr. Newcomb, aka Jerry, uh, actually has the, these two things that he just read are actually quoted in this week's article. Um, and I have to say, I'm just going back to your to the first quote uh, of of Marx was, you know, and and the idea of uh, 
you know, sex with human appearing robot can be simulated, but love and romance are not computable. Those married to the love of their lives for 40 years, like me, know this. First of all, congratulations on almost being married 40 years. Uh, yes, thank you. I know my husband and I are going to celebrate 27 this year, Lord willing. And, um, and you know, and my, my father-in-law, which my audience knows, um, he just passed away, but him and his wife were married for 47 years. Um, and there is nothing more, there is nothing more amazing to me than watching his wife um, caress his head and tell him how handsome he was as he was in a dying state. Right. I mean, mm. you cannot, you know, you, you cannot like make that computer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that type of unconditional love does not come from, you know, it, you, you're never going to get it from a robot, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I just look at that. And then I love this quote that you, that you just said, um, a computer will never be creative. It will never have consciousness and so on. Um, it's all about the algorithm, really. It, it, yeah. And yet somehow these people seem to think that this is a good thing, that we can be connected in that way um, and all that. And, and by the way, by the way, I mentioned at the end of the article, you know, computers are and, and artificial intelligence. These are great tools. And even when jobs will get replaced sometimes by machines, yes, there's going to be an adjustment in the economy and so forth. But but that is a. You know, generally, that is a good and positive thing. I remember talking with my dad one time when we were talking about. Um, just labor force in general. And he said, uh, you know, there are some people who complain about, let's say a steam shovel will replace uh, 10 ditch diggers. Okay. All of a sudden those 10 ditch diggers are out of a job, but now there's only two jobs, one for the guy who's running the steam shovel and then the other for the guy who's maintaining the steam shovel. And there's probably a third one for the guy who's selling the steam shovels and, and so forth. But anyway, some people have less work and he said, well, Jerry, what if instead of having 10 workers with shovels, why not have 30 workers, but give them all spoons and then they could have more work because they could do the digging instead of the seam shovel or instead of those men with the shovel shovels. So, <laughs> I mean, in other words, you can, this, you can almost, there's always an adjustment sure. with technology and yes, technology in the short run may cause some people to lose their jobs and so forth, but it's, it's like the phrase, you know, grow or die, you know, I mean, that's a... <laughs> That, that's not a literal saying. That's a saying in, in, in a business, grow or die, you know, reinvent yourself. And uh, I think just career wise and life wise, those are it's good advice to to kind of adapt to the circumstances involved. And people do need to do that. If, if for example, some machines will do repetitive behaviors or repetitive uh, motions or whatever, and they end up costing some people at the jobs at McDonald's or something like that. Is that a bad thing? Well, I mean, you know, I think it, using that analogy about the steam shovels and the, and the shovel shovels versus the spoons, you know, it just, you know, there's a progress involved in that. And I think what's important is for, you know, try and help people as much as possible adjust to these kinds of circumstances. Somebody's going to need to run those machines uh, to, to do those things, but computers, but don't, assigned to computers, you know, something beyond their value. As I said, for which robot did Jesus die? 
Well, yeah. And the answer is none. Exactly. And, you know, this is the thing that I find really interesting, though. I mean, we know that there are these sex brothel thingies out there, right? Which really, I mean, I look at it. um, It's so degrading. It's completely degrading. But not only is it degrading, but it's completely a mockery of the enemy to the image of God and humanity that they would, you know, um, devalue themselves that much that they would um, do that. And yet I have to say... I have a friend, <clears throat> excuse me, who, and this is kind of on the same route. Uh, he recently bought a robot dog, and he named it Skippy. And I forgot what the actual name of it is, but it, but he he's pretty popular in live streaming, and and um, he's got a big following. And he introduced his robot dog Skippy. And the reason why he got the dog, the, this robot, which he's, I think he's, I can't even remember the ridiculous amount of money he spent well, is because he's a, he's a speaker. And so he travels a lot and he couldn't get an actual dog because he didn't want to leave the dog behind so much. Um, so in order to fulfill that need for a companion, he bought this robot dog and he named it Skippy and, you know, was showing everybody how Skippy works. What do you think of that type of technology <laughs> In, intimacy with people? Um, it, it's not a sexual thing, but it's also, it's a, it's a, it, it's, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, it's, wow. Yeah, I mean, wow. At least you wouldn't have to take the dog out and, you know, have it do its duty in the night or something or in the morning. I mean, that's just, that is so, that is bizarre. You know what? That's almost more of a novelty to me. That's almost like the kind of thing where, Hey, let me show you what my new toy does. You know, that kind of thing. I don't know. Um, well, and I think that's what he means it to be too. But at the same time, this dog is crazy. It can bark, it can fetch, it can, um, roll over. I mean, it can follow and, and walk on its own all over the place and do if somebody saw it from afar, would they think like a, a block away, would they think it was a real dog? Um, unless they're visionally impaired, probably not. Cause it's, cause it's very shiny. Oh, I see. If you put a sweater oh. on it, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever it takes, you know, it's a, uh, it's a free country. It's a free world, you know? Uh, but my only comment is, you know, not to overstate what what these things are and what they can do. So, for example, uh, going back to the column, yeah. I even quote the man who wrote the book, The Da Vinci Code, and he that book is very anti-Christian. Dan Brown wrote that, and he said about artificial intelligence, he makes a claim that's just absolutely ridiculous. He's basically saying AI will one day replace Jesus. He says, quote, humanity no longer needs God, but may, with the help of artificial intelligence, develop a new form of collective consciousness that fulfills the role of religion. Are we naive today to believe that the gods of the present will survive and be here in a hundred years? End of, you know, end of quote. Well, my, here's my comment to him. If, you know, we're still around a hundred years from now, in other words, Jesus hasn't come back, uh, I guarantee you, Dan Brown, that people all over the world will still be worshiping Jesus Christ because he rose from the dead. He walked out of his tomb on April 5, AD 33. Nobody can make the claim about any religious leader, you know, uh, dying for our sins and rising from the dead and, and being fully God and fully man in, in the same person. And so bottom line is uh, artificial intelligence is something man creates 
And of course, God created. And in some ways, Stacey, you could almost even argue that artificial intelligence glorifies God in this sense, that God's creation, humanity, is so great and so complex and so intricate that that the Lord would give us the ability to create uh, you know, machines that could do such marvelous things, even like that little Skippy dog or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that man could create that, that just glorifies God to me. You know, when I see a beautiful skyscraper or beautiful building or something man has created, and you think about all the thinking that went behind that. Well, ultimately it's man that, uh, you know, that uh, we owe our allegiance to God, who is the one who made us, and yet we're able to do that and and even uh, create something like that. I think that's beautiful. But I don't think we should take computers and, um, you know, almost humanize them to the point where we we basically lose our own humanity. Uh, And I don't, you know, I I don't think the average person even thinks in these terms. It's just some intellectuals that do, and I thought it was really good of Dr. Marx to to provide this kind of corrective to our thinking to make us realize, no, 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 uh, computers really don't have creativity. They, they, they do what you tell them to do. Right. Well, and, and I think even going back to the whole idea of artificial intelligence, I think the word artificial there <laughs> is kind of, it's very descriptive. Key. You know, because, you know, it takes an intelligence, you know, um, going back to Ben, Ben uh, Stein's, you know, artificial intelligence or whatever, expelled. Um, yeah, no intelligence allowed. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like, you know, I try to tell my audience all the time, look, you know what? There are different points of view on issues of the day, but you're not being allowed to hear them in the mainstream media. They won't let you know you know, what's really going on because they, they choose not to publish it. Right. I mean, the psychological association is a perfect example of that. You know, it is so political and so liberal that they won't publish anything that's contrary to their agenda. Uh, you know, and then of course the sciences and, and, the um, you know, I had a, um, you'll find this interesting. I had a friend who she is a expert. She, I forgot the actual name of her job, but she does x-rays on people, um, some x-ray technician, and it's a different name, but basically this is part of it. She had a person come into her a clinic not too long ago. It was a woman who uh, was potentially pregnant. Um, they, they had a issue with her, and they needed to do a, uh, you know, uh, an x-ray. Sonogram? Okay, x-ray, yeah. Yeah, they had to do an x-ray on her. But in order to do the x-ray, they had to verify her gender. Well, the woman refused to say that she was a female and said, I am a male. And because I'm a male, you know, there's really no need for you to do this because I'm not pregnant. (laughs) And it created a ethical dilemma for my friend and the staff because clearly this woman was a woman and they couldn't actually do the procedure that they needed to do until this woman who was pretending to be a man actually said, um, yes, you, you can go ahead and do that. Because if they decided to do the procedure and it turned out that she was pregnant, then there could be some type of lawsuit. 
Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, I think how selfish that is too, though, for is. this person, they're, they're so committed to their ideology of the transgender issue and so forth that, uh, that they're willing to put at risk the life, the future, the health of the unborn baby. If there indeed was an unborn baby involved in this, right. um, Gosh, it's just so selfish. Uh, I just, and it's so crazy. This whole transgender issue—that's a, a totally different thing. But I guess, I know. you know, ultimately we have to get back to, uh, and this is another point I made in the article that we have to get back to realize that that humanity is made in the image of God, and we derive inherent value because of that fact, male and female. God created us. That's why we have to, you know, always get back to the basics, you know, when it comes to what the Bible says about what we are. And you know what? People are of so much value to the creator of the universe that in the fullness of time, God himself became a human being in the person of Jesus Christ and then lived a perfect life and then died for us in our place, offering himself as a sacrifice for our sins so that we wouldn't receive the due penalty of our sins uh, after we die. But those who knowingly stiff-arm Jesus Christ, knowingly reject Jesus Christ, need to realize that when you die, you will be punished for your sins because you would not let Jesus Christ receive the, the due penalty of your sins. And being penalized by him, punished by him, means being cast from his presence. And, you know, people say, well, you know, what is that? Well, obviously it's hell. Hell is not just the absence of Jesus Christ. People forget the fact that Jesus is now here. That's why you can see. That's why there's light. You you can drink water. Uh, but in, in hell, there's thirst but no water available uh, in hell. There's no light. There's the only light that's there is whatever lights from the fire and the brimstone. I mean, it sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. It sounds so antiquated and so forth, but, but this is what's revealed in the Bible and it's never been changed. Why does anybody think that, uh, you know, Jesus has somehow revised his code because it's no longer politically correct. Right. Uh, what is true uh, is well, all that matters and what is biblically true is far more important than what is uh, politically correct. Amen. Amen to that, my friend. Amen. All right. Well, I know that you and me could talk a long time, but we should wrap this up. <laughs> Surely. Absolutely. So thank you very much. Appreciate so, it. Yeah. Go, um, go ahead and, and um, just tell people where they can get your book and read your columns and stuff. And, and, uh, and we'll- yeah, I, I, Sure. Thank you. I, I put it all at jerrynewcomb.com. Newcomb is spelled N-E-W-C-O-M-B-E. I put the columns there. I've got a banner on the top about the book American Amnesia and other books. Uh, there's a, you know, I've written 31 that I've written or co-written and um, I've columns, produce uh, radio programs that I do, uh, all kinds of different uh, television segments I produce for D. James Kennedy Ministries or documentaries and so forth. It's all there. I, I put it all there in the one website, jerrynewcomb.com. Very cool. All right, everybody go there. Go to jerrynewcomb.com and uh, we will be talking to you soon. Yeah, we will. Okay. How's that, huh? Can't hear you very well. Oh, can't. Want me to turn it up? The higher that's full blast so. oh really wow yep that's good all right okay so 
that was it. That was our interview with Dr. Newcomb. Dr. Jerry Newcomb. He's a very nice guy, actually. And I highly recommend any of his books. His columns are easy to read. Uh, during that interview, I went ahead and I tweeted it out on uh, my Bible News Radio Twitter account. And, um, Randall, you did, were you listening to the, art, to, to the conversation? Uh, yes, I was. What'd you think? I uh, love instant feedback. <laughs> I got a little bit during the interview, but what, what'd you think of what he had to say? Uh, yeah, totally. You know, I, I would differ a little bit on the idea of the potential. I, I know it's not going to happen because biblical prophecy, duh. But right. I kind of, I think I see the point of the opinion that the potential of artificial intelligence to uh, replace humanity, and I would say, well, not in the sense that no, any any machine, you know, any kind of programmed machine, whether it be you know uh, have advanced machine learning or or not, is not going to be uh, a complete substitute for is not going to be able to mirror human emotion and and consciousness and blah 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 but i could see a potentially theoretically a point where by giving more and more um or delegating delegating and resigning more and more things to technology be it your artificial intelligence dog, <laughs> your Ibo or your sex bots or whatever. I love Joel Com. <laughs> yeah. You know, whatever these things are, I could see them going past novelty and and continuing to devalue the human experience and replacing um you know, not successfully, but substituting or ex more exchanging. There's a better idea. There's a better word: exchanging the technology, exchanging technology for human value. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we see it today with these devices we hold in our hands. How much time of you know that we exchange for this virtual experience that. And so much valuable human interaction goes by the wayside, is discarded in favor of this really non-valuable uh, technology experience. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Um, it is. Well, it's kind of depressing, I mean, actually. I know it, it is, but I think I think the conversation is interesting, and I think it's yeah. I think it's worth having, and I think you know the Definitely. shows and the things that he talks about. I mean, are, the whole you know Unabomber that was his thing, bad solution, but he went around basically killing uh, technology specialists because of the fear of that very thing that technology uh, uh, supplanting the human experience. Yeah. In a nutshell. Way more nuanced than that, but there you go. Yes. I should say hi to some people that came in. I saw Pastor Tommy come in. 
Annie is here. Hi, Annie. I know Mama Gina is in here. She's been making some good comments about the siliconeness of these robots and said that she likes. She said he is a great guest, like his points and views. You'll like his book if you get his book. Um, Diane came in. Pastor Garrett is here. I think I already said that. Melanie is over here. Diane is here. The few, the faithful, Bible News Radio people. Thank you, and good night. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. <laughs> Looks like Rick Costa just went live on Facebook. He's probably also on Periscope at this point as well. But anyway, okay, so just to give you a recap, tomorrow we're going to be doing our program at our normal time. Thursday and Friday we will not be doing a show because uh, we got to go out of town to uh, Randall's dad's memorial service so we won't have time to 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 do the show because of the time that we're doing that um so pray for good weather because like we're getting supposedly nine inches of rain here in the next couple of days um and uh it was coming down pretty good earlier right now though i looked on the thing and it shows that it's not supposed to actually be raining on thursday or friday but you never know. It's this is Tennessee. It it does what it wants. So, all right. So, uh, yeah. So that's it. I hope you guys uh, have a good night, and I hope that um, you, uh, um, you know, I hope this show helped you somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what else to say, people. All right. I'll see you tomorrow morning for our get slug time, and. Uh, don't forget to enter our contest on my text message list, okay? If you, if you have it on there, if you're not on there yet, text the term Bible News to 33222. Uh, Randall's father died, Annie, uh, yesterday, and actually today's his birthday. So interesting, uh, you know, turn of events, actually. So, yeah. So, uh, I guess that's it. So you guys remember to be bold, to stand up, and to go with God because he loves you. Yeah, he does. So we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>